online community. Sorry about last week. Um, our camera bombed out, so we couldn't put it on YouTube. But it is now available on Potbean. So if you follow us on Potbean, um, thank you so much. That's, and then uh, while they're taking up the offering, what Peter was sharing about is ministry training. It's ministry training. Come next week. I want you to see as an apprenticeship. It's a weekend apprenticeship of how to minister to people. Because none of us, you don't want me to minister to you. You want the Lord to minister to you. Am I right? And that brings me to, a, to my message this morning. Is why are we here this morning? Why, do we, why did you get up this morning and you know, some of us stood closer to a shave, a, a shave than other people, you know, a razor blade. And some of us stood in the shower. Some of us did a splash splash. I don't know. I hope you took a shower. <laughs> and put on your moi moi's or not. You know, come as you are. But why did you come here this morning? You see, if we come to church primarily just to see our friends, we're missing it. And we come to church primarily to worship and to sing and enjoy the music, we are missing it. We come to church to hear some elegant guys speak beautifully. Okay? We're missing it. We're missing it completely. You see, in our being, in our innermost being, each one of us here this morning, because we long for an encounter with our Father. Now, I want you to understand this. Your body language, your attitude, doesn't phase the Lord at all. He's not intimidated about that. He's not intimidated with an attitude of, well, I'll see if you can do anything. He's not. He's not intimidated with an attitude that's, well, I don't care. I'm just, you know, got to be here. Uh, my dad said I must be here. <laughs> he doesn't care about that. You see, who of you have ever been stood up? Had an appointment at a coffee shop or something and been stood up? Who's, who's been there? A person just doesn't arrive for whatever reason. For whatever reason. How does that make you feel? I mean, number one, it angers me a little bit because I find it very dis disrespectful. Okay. I try to be early for everything. 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 I try to be at least 10 minutes beforehand. Be there early. I find myself always being five minutes late, but I'll phone. <laughs> but I try to be. God makes a promise in His Word. And I want you to see this as a coffee shop this morning. If you've come to meet with the King of Kings, but He is omnipresent. You know what it means? He's everywhere. He's at all times. So he's not here now, and now now he's at home and not at church. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. Amen. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, forever. When you're fishing out on the ocean, he's there. 
When you're in the garden spitting with the spade because the missus has made you mull, he's there. When you're washing the dishes and want to throw it against the wall because the kids don't listen, he's there. When you're out cycling, he's there. If you're doing what you love doing, he's there. He actually gave you the talent to do that. He gave you that talent. If you can sing, he gave you that talent to sing. Brad Chantel, she's a machine at gym. Machine. God gave her that ability. You see, we ought to bring it to him. But he makes another promise in the word. He says, where two or more gathered in my name, there I am. You see, but some people sometimes have the attitude, is it show me? So I want you to understand this. Towards those who are saved, towards those who love him, he's a lamb that was slain. He's gentle. He's kind. If I, had, if I assume an attitude is it, do you think a lamb will come to me? No. If I assume a place where I'm saying, yeah, well, well, let's see if God can do something for me. Or if he will come and meet me, yeah, I am, yeah. He won't. Because towards you, he is a lamb. He's a dove. He's gentle. He's not a Pretoria pigeon. All right? A Pretoria pigeon, he walks up to you. Just give me your money, boy. Wallet, cell phone. Have you ever walked in Pretoria? See those pigeons, bro? They, 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 they own it. They own the pavement. They own it. And if you don't feed them, you know, there's a type of oaks that just fly over you and give you a bomb. Boom. <laughs> The Holy Spirit is not that pigeon. He's a dove. He's gentle and he's kind. And he sits on that. He moves in gentleness. He moves in kindness. So you and I have to turn our heart. Say, Lord, I'm here. I want you to come and sit on me. I want the lamb to come to me. He is the lion of Judah towards sin. He is the lion of Judah towards unbelief. He is the lion of Judah towards the devil and his cronies. And when he comes back one day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. He will. And then you, the, the people on the earth won't have a choice. They will bow their knee. But right now, he is the lamb towards you. He is kind and gentle and loving towards you. And the desire in your mind, your heart this morning to meet with him, he places in us. He designed us with a vacuum. 
that calls out from the deep place. And you know what I'm talking about. A deep place. A place where it's sometimes so painful. Say, Lord, I need to meet you. I need you to meet me, yeah. In this deep place. The design he placed in you. And Paul writes, what can separate us from the love of God? Hey, can I give you my translation? Your sin cannot separate you from the love of God. Your attitude cannot separate you from the love of God. Your past, it cannot separate you from the love of God. Where you come from, even it's from Randfontein, you know, it cannot separate you from the love of God. The devil cannot separate you from the love of God. Curses cannot separate. Your feeling of being not worthy or inferior cannot separate you from the love of God. But a hardened heart, heart that says, come and show me. God is gentle. He will never ever force himself upon anyone never he's gentle and our text this morning is in hebrews 10 verse 19 if you want to open your bibles i'll give you some time to get there thank you guys thank you hebrews 10 verse 19 hebrews is about three quarters in the back of the bible we'll start Digging into it there, if you, I always have to struggle to find Hebrews. It's also the evidence that there were coffee in those days. <laughs> Some people will say you, that they brewed something different. And I want you to understand this. This morning we're going to have a different service. I'm not going to preach long. I'm, I'm almost done. And when I'm done, I'm going to ask these, everybody in this first two rows to just help me gently and quietly pack up those rows of chairs and just put it on the side because I'm going to ask you to come forward because you are yet to encounter God. You are yet to encounter the Holy Spirit. What's more, He is here because He wants to encounter with you. You see, he is the one that initiates the relationship. He's the leader in our relationship. We love him because he first, first, first loved us. And while we were enemies, he loved us. And while we were sinners, he gave his life. He initiates the relationship. Right from Genesis, God created a habitat, a playpen. For his children. That's a perspective we have to have of creation and nature. Is that God created it for us. We can't go along the argument. Oh, they were here before us. Therefore, we now must allow them to do whatever they want to. And I'm talking about animals. We can't cut down a tree, you know. We can't cut out. It's... It was made for us. 
God is a good father. And anyone that, when a couple falls pregnant, as baby is going to come, and time runs out, what's the first thing mommy wants done? The baby room. You have to be able to receive the baby into the baby room. Yet the baby ends up in bed. Eh? <laughs> and then all the mana have exactly the same feeling. This is my bed. That's my wife. You better be getting your own place. Eh? It's fun for the first while. It's like, where can I have my wife back? So just for those young ones that have not married, I want to get, let you know, the minute your wife has a child, she's no longer your wife. She is the mother of your children. Okay? It changes everything. <laughs> yeah. Now that's the truth. Eh? <laughs> Preach it. <laughs> See, God created an habitat to receive us. The earth is filled with His glory for us. It's filled with His presence for us. He initiated the relationship. Now, in that, it's not to blow your ego through the roof. It's not so that you can go stand in the gym and kiss your biceps. Mwah, mwah. It's not so that you can see, look at my awesomeness. No, no. It's so that you can have the right perspective. Your father loves you. You can love yourself. Stop Listening to other voices. Stop listening to voices that say you're not good enough. Stop listening to voices saying your brother can make it and your sister can make it and your aunt can make it, but you, you don't have what it takes. Stop listening to that voice. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. That is not the voice of your father. That's the voice of the father of lies. Unless he is your father. Because Jesus says to them, Satan is your father. It's because when you start listening to your father in heaven, when you surrender your life, when you say, Jesus, be mine, and I am yours, and you give over, and you hand him the title deed of your life, John 1.12 says you become children of God. And then he says, you become his sheep, and my sheep know my voice. How does he speak? God doesn't speak in various ways these days. He speaks through his word. And Hebrews says, he came in these last days and by his son. And his son, John says, is, the, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So he speaks through the Bible. So if the pages are stuck together in your Bible, I promise you, you're going to battle to hear him speak to you. You've got to open up. And if you open it up and you have an attitude to speak to me, let's see if you'll do it. So it's going to happen. Because you come in the wrong spirit to him. He is towards you. He's a lamb. He's gentle and kind. Listen to what he says. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest. I don't know. I just love it. I love it when I might be sleeping and my boys would just come in the room. They just come jump on me. 
or come give me a kiss. As they grow up, they do it less and less because, you know, they become mana, you know. And mana, you know. But you know what I mean. Your heart is so open for your child to just come to you. I love it when they just start talking to me. Daddy! And I sometimes have to stop myself because my mind is in a different place and just tune into them. What are you saying, son? Say it again. I didn't hear you. Just because I love that. You see, God is our Father, and there's a holy place, the holiest of all. A place where God is sitting, waiting for his children to talk to him. To come into his presence. In the Old Testament, he took Israel to a mountain. And what scared them was actually supposed to entice them. You see, because there became lightning and smoke and the earth shook. And there was a cloud and fire and everything on this mountain. And then God said, Moses, you come up, and then you tell the people to come up. What did the people say? No, we're not going. They were scared. Why? Because of their view of God. God is a kind father. Amen. He loves you. He hates sin. Do you get that? He loves you. He hates sin. Now in the New Testament, He has sorted out the hatred. Jesus took upon Himself the hatred. So what remains towards those that believe? What remains? Love. So how does God deal with us? Love. This is the holiest. Listen to what this says. This is therefore having boldness. Why would you have boldness? Because your sin is dealt with. If you have sin, confess it. If you have sin in your life, just confess it. 1 John 1 9, God says, the word says, God is faithful and just to forgive us if we confess. People that drift from God, you know why they drift? Because they've got sin that they don't want to deal with. You see, your conscience starts bothering you after a while. It starts chowing at you. It starts, I can see it in people when their conscience are eating at them. And they don't even realize it. Because we become callous. It's very easy to understand callousness. Go bump your car. Just give it a fender bender and don't fix it for a month. Then you never fix it because you no longer see it. You've become callous towards it. If your sin is not bothering you anymore, it's because your heart has become callous. The work of the Holy Spirit is to convince us, not condemn us. I want you to hear this. I don't want you to feel condemned of what you're doing wrong. I want you to feel convinced that I'm doing something wrong and I need to stop it. Why? Because love's calling me. 
Love is calling me. Love is saying, come here. Come here. You know what I teach my sons? If you broke something, when I get out the car, just tell me. Don't let me discover it. My eldest is not so good at it as my youngest. My youngest, when I pull in, he'll come stand right by the door. I can't even open that door. Daddy, I broke a window. I give him a hug. I say, thank you for telling my boy. Let's go look at it. Tell me the story. What happened? Tell me what happened. Oh, Dad, we were playing and I, was, oof, I hit the ball and it just went to the window. Okay. The other one, I put the TV on. It's gone. One time's hole in TV. <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> no one knows nothing. What happens that immediately? What happens? What starts happening on your inside? You start getting angry. Why? Because you don't understand my heart. Number one. Number two, you're lying to me. You think I'm a fool. All right? The Bible says if you lie to me, you hate me. Well, you're living in my house. I feed you. I love you. I give you everything I have. And, and yet you hate me because you can't tell me the truth. So daddy and I were playing with a golf ball in the house. Good. Good. We got it sorted out. He didn't get a hiding. Why? Because love remains. Son, I want to show you the Father in heaven. Love remains. Are we going to play with the golf ball in the house again? Are we going to shoot the BB gun at the TV again? No, we're not going to do that again. Okay. It's a lot of money. If he does it a second time, he must know what's coming. Yeah. He must know what's coming. You see, God says, have boldness to come to him. If you and I don't have boldness, it means that I need to deal with something in my life. How do I deal with something in my life? I have remorse. Not remorse because I got caught out. Remorse because I am hurting him who loves me. I'm hurting him who loves me. I'm sorry, Father. I'm sorry, Lord. Sorry that I'm painting myself dirty with my language. Forgive me. Father, I'm, so, I'm not going to do it anymore. That was the last time. I'm stopping. Never again will it happen. I'm walking away from it. Boldness comes. Lord, sorry for my hardened heart. Where I think you're just a theory or a philosophy and not a person. Because the Holy Spirit is a person. Can you feel the atmosphere right now? That's the presence of the person of the Holy Spirit. That's not my presence. That's His presence. That causes a softness and a gentleness. What's He saying? Come. Come, come. I want to I wanna encounter with you. I don't mean to talk this long. Having boldness by the blood of Jesus, because Jesus' blood covers our sin. By a new and living way. You see, you don't have to go and do stuff to come to God. You don't have to go and slaughter a lamb. You don't have to go take a bath and, you know, bring some money or whatever. You don't have to get your life right to come to God. You come to Him. He'll get your life right.
You don't get in the bath clean. You get in the bath dirty, but you get out clean. The blood of Jesus is a bath. He washes us. We come with boldness. By a new and living way, which He, He consecrated. I didn't make it. The church didn't make it. Some clever guy five, six hundred or a thousand years ago didn't conjure this up and wrote it down. This is how you approach. It's not Buddhism. It's not Hinduism. It is not spiritualism. It's not being Islam where you have to do certain things. He made a way. Why? Because he loves you. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to come to him. No, I'll come with my attitude. Don't come with your attitude. If you go meet your missus like that at a coffee shop, how far are you going to get? I'll meet with a woman, you know. How far are you going to get? Your dad phones you for an appointment. Say, ah, okay, I'll, I'll meet you there. That's oh, good. What do you think is happening? Dad's heart. Leave it, boy. Come when you want to come. You come with the right heart towards him because he's open. He says, I love you. Come. He consecrated for us through the veil. Listen, through the veil. That, remember what happened when Jesus was crucified? The veil in the temple tore that separated the holy from the holiest. There was a big fat curtain, nine meters in width, and it was about this thick. It tore from the bottom up. The veil tore. That veil, listen to what it says, is his flesh. It represented Christ's body. He came down to earth, and on earth, at the bottom, it was torn to pieces. And that curtain tore up, so there's a way up. He died so that you and I can come into that place with boldness. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. And yes, the thing, this is, this is what I want you to get. There's two phrases. A true heart and full assurance of faith. A true heart and full assurance of faith. So I want to pray for you this morning. I want you to encounter the Lord this morning. I've spoken way too long. The service is starting now. Okay, so just reset your button. Service starting now. Everything up to now is just preparation. Because God the Father wants to encounter you. He wants to visit you. He's made a way for you to do that. But he needs you and I to come with a true heart. Heart that says, let's see if this man has got it. Are you following? How many people go to church with that attitude? Let's see if God can heal me. Let's see if God can touch me. Let's see if God's got a word from me. That's, that's not a true heart, is it? That's arrogance and pride. Arrogance and pride don't mix with love. It's like water and oil. It will just never, ever mix. You can't receive love if you don't submit to it. 
So if, if, if you really don't want to be young, then just go home. Because when people come and visit me, I don't want to be with my house. It offends me. If I don't want to be at your place, I'm looking for the first way out. If I don't want to be in a conversation, I'm looking for the first opening to excuse myself. Am I right? If I don't enjoy your company, that's what I do. The Holy Spirit is sensitive. If you don't want to be in His presence, you're welcome to leave. He'll never force you. I'm not chasing you away. See, just come with a true heart. Lord, I want to be in your presence. I want to be where you are. I want to encounter with you. I want to have coffee with you. I want to be where you are. With full assurance of faith. What's the assurance? That he is who he says he is and he does what he says he does. He says, I am here. Because there are more than two people. I am Yah because I made a new and living way. I am Yah not because of beautiful music and soft carpets and beautiful lighting. I am Yah because the, I say I will meet with you when you come. I am a rewarder of those that seek me. God is not a lie, man that he should lie. Can we pack up these front chairs? Thank you so much. Softly and gently. <coughs> Just make space for them. Maybe if you're sitting on the side, people can have chairs so they can sit or whatever. Just... Let's just be considerate to one another. Kit, Brad, will you guys just take your place? Thank you so much. And I'm going to ask you, if you are hungry for the Lord this morning, why don't you come and stand in front here? We're going to pray with you. I want to lay my hands on you. I want to trust, I want to trust the Lord to impart and in touch your life. Don't be shy. If, you, if there's only one person, fantastic. With full assurance and a true heart. Father, we thank you so much. Just open up your hands. Just open up your hands. Be in a posture of receiving. Holy Spirit, I can give this man nothing. I can give him nothing, Lord, but I can give him you. Lord, as I pray for Pat. Would you come and touch him? Will you come and fill him, Lord, again? Again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are here now. Thank you that you're touching him. Thank you. What I here. Just remain here, remain here. 
Father, we worship you and we exalt you and we glorify you. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your presence, Lord.